podcast three. meeting is being recorded. That is so weird that that just said that. Who, was that your side of the thing, Kevin? No. Ah. Someone's said it was being recorded. Well, hey, y'all. Welcome back. Episode 42 of the Man of the Music podcast of season two. Um, Andrew, keep that intro in there. That's just going to be stupid funny. Um, we have our famous soccer guest back on with us tonight to talk about the Women's World Cup. Jess is graced the stages yet again. So hi, Jess. Welcome back. Good. Stoked to be back. Thanks for having me again. You're welcome. Happy to have you. Kevin, did I do a good intro this time? Because I couldn't do last week's for some god-awful reason. I couldn't speak. Yeah, I don't know what the hell was wrong with you last week. But yeah, better than you did last week. The last, no, much better than the last two weeks. Because you were either A, sleeping, and B, just couldn't even talk. So... My goodness, but we're 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 back at, we're back at it. Well, yeah, you know, it's just how it goes. Sometimes I'm tired, and sometimes I just can't say words, which is how how it goes apparently with me. Um, All good, but let's jump into it. We'll talk about weekly sports update. We're gonna talk about some interesting things going on over at WVU these days, and then of course we're gonna talk about the biggest sporting event that's going on right now. Well. Not right now, technically. It's got a couple more hours, like five more hours, and the next game's on. But the Women's World Cup, um, fantastic games happening already. Some big blowouts, some interesting games for sure, and some teams that are really pushing to be in that, what I think the next round is 16. So it's going to be an interesting next couple of days to see who moves forward. Um, But let's stay with the soccer theme. I would have to say the GOAT of soccer finally made his introduction into the MLS this past weekend with Messi playing at, uh, what is it, Inter, uh, Inter Miami FC, whatever they add to it. Now, um, it didn't just play, but scored the game winner from, I think it was like 15, 18, 16 yards out. It's a beautiful shot. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, and he played tonight. The game's Here on right now. And he scored the first goal and missed the shot. And it rebounded. And he got it in. So excited to have him in the MLS. Um, it's a huge name for, for any soccer person or anyone that follows the sport. So what are you guys' thoughts on this one? He's going to get 100 goals so fast. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous. Um, he already has two. He, it's. I think it's fantastic for the sport. It's wonderful to like get people involved. The ticket sales, what it's doing for the league is wonderful. I wonder like if he's realizing the quality difference from Europe to here. Um, but I think he is gonna go off it's gonna be amazing to watch yeah i think it just all eyes are gonna be on the mls this summer with him being here and that's a good thing because we want the mls to grow uh we want the sport of soccer to be out here in in america with you know people playing more and when you have primarily the greatest soccer player maybe ever playing in the league and just torching up 
the league, I, it's it's a win-win for everybody. So I'm excited to see him more. I like just the ticket prices for him are astronomical. I think just for the Red Bull Arena, it was uh, 250 bucks a ticket. And the, the average ticket for a Red Bull game is like $7. So like it's out of control. It's, yeah. it's interesting. It's going to price like a whole demographic out of like the actual market, which is mm-hmm. kind of a bummer. But at the same time, I think to your point of like the messy effect is going to be real. I think what's going to oh, yeah. be great is he's already bringing former Barca players over. Like, yeah, he's got his former now, teammate and then someone yeah, else might be signing. I saw going come here is going to be so much different. Like he's breaking down that barrier. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. It is interesting. So Kevin, you made the point of like, he's a big name soccer player, like one of the best ever to play the game, arguably in some people's opinion, mine is the goat of soccer. Um, but you have former, you know, European players coming over here over the past, 20 years, notably David Beckham, who actually now owns Inter Miami, um, which is interesting to say the least. You had Terry Henry came over, played for the Red Bulls. Uh, And then as of late is Zoltan. He came over, played in the Galaxy. And his first goal was 40 goddamn yards out. Somehow made it. And then even just think about like other bigger names, like you had Kaká, he played over with the Orlando team, mm-hmm. you have uh, uh, Perlo who played for NYCFC, and that was a big deal at the time when he came over because Italy just won the World Cup. So with him coming to New York, that was a big deal. I was at, funny story, I was actually at Perlo's first game at NYCFC and Beckham's first game over That's at, cool. when it was at the Home Depot Center, which was yeah. crazy. I There was so many people there. Um, it was out of control. Every time he touched the ball, every time Beckham touched the ball, everyone was like, oh. And, Is like, it- at the time, Beckham, no offense to David Beckham, he wasn't, like, the greatest. At the time, he was, like, on his huge decline with all of his injuries. Um, And that team had, like, Landon Donovan on it as well. So that was a that was a lot of fun. They also had that dude with the the dreads. I can remember him on the Galaxy too. I can't remember his name, but I can just remember his dreads. And yeah, I, him I, and Donovan always dominating everyone. You're going, cool. Well, the Revolution made it to the championship game. We're going to lose. Awesome, fantastic. Um, but yeah, so it's a big thing for the sport of soccer here, especially in the United States. And you know, if you want to look at other American players, Pucic just made his debut for what? Real Madrid, not Madrid. Uh, AC Milan. I think he's AC. Yeah, he just made it's, his debut, and he's. It's awesome to see those guys getting over to Europe, getting exposed to the top level clubs, getting the that level of resources, that level of training, that level of competition. Like that's, it's so nice to see the majority of our players are for the national team are are going there. And that means in three years, hope to God that team makes a damn good run with it being here in the United States. Cause I know I'll be at at least four or five, maybe six games <laughs> for sure. Kevin, you are muted. Cause you mute yourself. I don't even know. I didn't even touch anything, but there, I think the final is supposed to be 
at MetLife Stadium, which is oh, pretty crazy. Kevin, you're going to work it? I mean, who knows? Am I going to still be alive during that time? We'll 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 take it to well, one day at a time. The question is, will you survive the backyard brawl in about a month and a half? So that'll be the, the question to answer first. Absolutely. Um, well, let's move over to some basketball news. This is fucking ridiculous. I've but exciting for you. I, I say it's exciting, but it's a lot of damn money. Eddie, when you compare to what he's making compared to like some of the best team best players ever. So Jalen Brown is this shooting guard for the Boston Celtics. He just agreed to a five year, $304 million deal with the Boston Celtics, which is a super max deal for him. It's fully guaranteed with note with a trade kicker as well as no player option. So he's there for five years. That's it. Like this man next, this upcoming season makes 54 million by the, his final year in this contract is almost $70 million to play a, a sport. That's more than Shaquille. Like that's more than Shaquille O'Neal ever made in his 19 years playing in the NBA. That's more than LeBron. Uh, than Jordan, it's more than a bunch of players combined. That's crazy. I didn't know those numbers. <clears throat> the thing, he's technically only a second option for your team. Yeah, and Tatum's deal is going to be up in like two years, and if he makes, well, another... we doubled that number. Oh yeah, he's going to be four four fifty, and we're going to be like, great. Let's just give him all the money. Fuck everything else, right? And you won't have enough players play on your team because we have like $600 million on two guys. And you have to pay people off the street to play for your Celtics at that point. Hey, call me. I'll sit on the bench. I'll be 40-something years old by then, but I don't care. I will sit on the bench and watch. I love it. Yeah, so that'll be uh, be a precedence uh, moving forward of what players will get paid. Um, And the only reason Jalen made this much – is for the simple fact that he made an all NBA team. If he had not made the all NBA second team, his max contract was like 255 million. Somehow he got 50 million extra because he made the second team. Hey, it is what it is. I can't Gotta complain. No, oh, he does apparently. Damn. Damn. So there's that. Um, and then let's talk about it players that don't get paid any money <laughs> the nfl uh has basically shunned them turned their back on any nfl running back at this point in time um there's no money given to them um so apparently nfl stars led by echo out in san diego have all gotten together to discuss the current state of the position and how much they get paid we kind of touched on this last week but the running back position in 2013 was making $8 million per season on average. Now, 10 years later, they make $10 million. Every other position jumped astronomically. And to be honest, if you don't have a good running back, you don't have a good offense. You know, Saquon just signed a one-year deal with the Giants for $11 million plus a $1 million incentive pay. So he might get $12 bucks. Which is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot of goddamn money. 
but they are so undervalued. So I hope that this changes the aspect of this game because you do need a good running back to have a good football team. You can't just have a decent one and be okay. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because if you think about the lifespan of running back, the lifespan of a career for running back is what, three years? The average lifespan for an NFL player is 3.5 years, and that's average across the board. So then the running back position could be even less than if you really take it from that aspect. Mm-hmm. So I don't like they definitely needed to get paid more. Uh why they haven't been. Do you think it's probably because you maybe haven't had that elite running back that like truly can take over a game since then? I don't know. Like, why would you not pay them? That's that's like the heartbeat of a team. Like, think about your fantasy football. Your first people that people take are your running backs. So I'm curious uh, why, like... Because a, a lot of teams have gone to an air raid offense. So throw the ball, less running, more deep throws, more slants, no, more cuts, all that kind of stuff. And your running back has become your sometimes fifth option as a wide receiver, which sucks because doesn't work out that way all the time but the best running back in the league is still getting paid 12 million dollars a year which is derrick henry so he's lights everybody up so there's your workhorse right there that you were just talking about kevin oh yeah go ahead i think i think some of it's interesting too because it's like i'm glad they're coming together because you're always hands you're like your biggest issue is is if everyone's going to take an undervalued contract then the position itself gets undervalued So if you have people that continuously sign the deals, you don't have anyone with that breakthrough negotiation. You end up like as a group yourself, you end up setting your market value rate. And it, it kind of becomes like, who's at fault more the team or the negotiation. And it's, I think finally they're coming together. They're saying that they realize that they're worth more. And that's a different conversation than I think that they've been having previously. Oh yeah, I totally Which is agree. good. Totally agree with you on that. And hopefully, we'll we'll see something change probably in the next year or two as more big name running backs again will become unrestricted free agents next year. And Saquon, Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. I want to see Joe Mixon's going to be up for a deal. You're going to have a lot of running backs next year be open for new deals. So hopefully, they can fight to get a little bit more of that pie. Um, and just now you're going to have to figure out where you take some of that pie from at this point. Um, but about football, training camp is finally around the corner. The Patriots open up tomorrow. Holy shit, it's finally back. Football is still is almost here. So excited. I'm ready. So I sent the video on Instagram to my wife earlier, and it was like the Patriots um, – grounds crew getting the field practice field all set up and ready and she goes you excited I was like hell yeah football's here like I, every sunday i get to do nothing besides go to the gym come home drink beer and watch football all day or i'll 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 be at them working them yeah well i won't be at any games this year kevin because the price for a jets patriots uh patriots ticket is like 250 dollars per p- ticket and two years ago when I went, it was $50, a ticket. 
Hey, that's the uh, yeah. Judge tickets were like you can get Nothing. them for like uh, purchasing a Happy Meal. That's how <laughs> terrible the Jets were. So I was at the infamous butt fumble game. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I was at the butt fumble game, and then I remember we kept trying to get tickets when the Pats came out to, to Colorado. Oh God! And they were. Cause there's so many New England transplants out there, like everyone just wanted to go, and it was like five hundred dollars a ticket. And mm. I remember we had a couple friends that went, and super excited for them. I watched from my house. It snowed like two feet during the game. I have Oof. never been more excited to not be at a live game. Um, but, yeah, I've yeah. never, no, I've never had that. But we when we went to Bill, I went to a Bills game. Like the same year, a couple months later, the Bills tickets were seventy five bucks a person. Like this year, I could go to the Giants Patriots game for eighty dollars a person, which is isn't horrible. I, I could do that, but I really just want to see the Patriots beat the shit out of the Jets. Like that's that's all I care about. You know, yeah, I mean the with the the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, and now they have primetime games. It's just like... And they're on hard knocks. Yeah, they're on hard knocks. So you got all of, like, the the glitz and the glamour that, that, that like, they're supposed to be apparently a good team. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Sorry. I'm, I'm laughing know. at that one. This is uh, his photo that they released with him in the uniform. It literally looks like a Halloween costume. It did not look like his legitimate. Yeah, you know, it was it's out of control. Absolutely hysterical. And then they got their all new white ones for to show lineage from the old days. I'm like, doesn't look anything different than what you normally wear. It's just white and still that ugly green. So I almost thought it looks more like a old Philadelphia Eagles jersey mm. with the stripes on the arm. Yeah, yeah I was it like, really uh... does. <laughs> But uh, I was just speaking to, to go back to that Buff Bumble game that I remember that was a Thanksgiving Day game. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely the worst game I've ever been in attendance for, probably. Because I think it was like 38 to like seven. And that was like the halftime score. It was amazing. It was great. It was when the Patriots were unstoppable. I just remember that game, like, because all you hear is like, and like all these groans, and you're like, "What the hell just happened?" And then you literally see the replay, and it's the butt fumble, and you're like, "Jets being Jets." I just like, I just like that ESPN puts that up every single year. On every the year, and you you're just like, "Oh, the butt fumble! Oh, what a time to be alive!" <laughs> literally, so what a time to be alive. Oh man. Um. But yeah, training camp is, I think oh, some teams have already started, like the Jets and the Browns have been in it for a week because they start, they actually have their first preseason game next week um, for the Hall of Fame game, which hopefully actually goes well because that field is apparently trash out there in Akron. Um, and then we'll go from there. But football is right around the corner, so everyone get your, your gambling ready to go um, unless you play, which apparently another NFL player for the Broncos is suspended for a whole year indefinitely because he was betting on his team. Lit. These guys are idiots. Just give the money to somebody else and let them bet for you. 
and then tell them to cash out and give them you the cash. Mm -hmm. Simple. Oh yeah. We like, it's, you gotta know your left, you gotta know your right and then be able to function in, in between it. And it's the easy, like that's probably one of the easiest rules to either a not break or B find a workaround that no one will know. But yeah. it's, it's stupid. People are stupid yeah. these days, but that's what I got for the weekly sports update. Kevin, do you have anything that you saw that you want to add, Jess, I, whoever? I'm just going to let everyone run this today. I don't really care. Nope. Nope? Wow. Kevin, how was the beach day then? Beach day, very regular, and which is totally fine. Um, But, oh, but actually, I did witness my first ever Grand Theft Auto in person in front of me today, which was... I saw that on your Instagram. Out of control. Uh... Pretty much, Jess, somebody went in somebody's car and just took off with it over at a Starbucks. Out of control. What? Yeah. I know it's not funny, but it is funny. No, no, it's like so out of control because I was just, just we were just, I was just chilling with my friends at the Starbucks and all of a sudden, like, my two friends just get up and run. I'm like, why the fuck are they running? And then I see like, two other guys run, and you see this like white BMW just speeding off, and the Did car just got taken. So, from what I understand, like there's this one car that just kept pulling into random spots, and then I guess whoever else was sitting in the coffee shop, they must have left their key inside the car and not realize it. I don't know the full details, but all I know is apparently the car was in the car in which the person was able to literally go in the jump seat and just freaking take take off. And But luckily, he had his a tracker on the car. So that guy is literally watching his car on his phone, like where it's going. So hopefully he gets his car back. But that was the extent of my day. That's hysterical. I just couldn't believe it. And it's funny because this Starbucks is like brand spanking new, only opened like a week ago. And they're like, wow, what a way to be open. A car gets stolen in our parking lot. Starbies. I mean, kind of ridiculous if you're leaving your car like unlocked, key in, running. It wasn't even yeah. running. I think it's like they were hanging out at the Starbucks. So like I guess they figured because it was only like six in the morning, but like and like it's like broad daylight. But at the same time, I'm with you, Jess. I would be like, yo, I always take lock. I take my car and I triple, triple hit that lock button and make sure I see my lights go on to make sure that my car is locked. Oh yeah. I feel like humanity like has proven not good enough to be able to leave your car accessible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't yeah, well, know. Lesson learned, hopefully. We'll yeah. see. All right. Well, let's move on to the West Virginia fun stuff. Kevin, I got nothing for football because it's the quiet season. They're just taking pictures and getting ready for the season. That's all I know. Unless you got something. No, I was looking for something. But you got nothing. There's just there's nothing. It's the quiet period, as expected. People are taking their like little entry videos, getting us hyped for the season, which is good because I think good news. Sometimes it's that there is no news. So, yeah. Keep our fingers crossed on that one. 
Um, so let's move on to basketball. Got some good, some big news for the transfer portal for us. Um, did we talk about this guy last week? Quinn Salinsky, Salinsky, right? I'm I'm saying it right. I'm I hope to God. Quinn Slazinski. Slazinski is that how you say yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Slazinski good. Committed you know, to A-. West Virginia. Hey, I'll take the A minus. I got a friend whose last name was Lazinski, so I, I can say the skis. I got that not, part down. Not just uh, not just committed. He signed. Yep, signed with us just the other day. What Friday? It literally entered the transfer portal four hours later. Committed to West Virginia, and the next day signed with West Virginia. Yeah, <laughs> like boom, boom, boom. Uh, and then other big news is Jose Perez, who thought he was the real deal and could go anywhere he wanted, is back in Morgantown because nobody wanted to touch him. I mean, ah. honestly, it is what it is. Like you're talking about a guy that has transferred not one, not twice, but three times in his career. You know, you might as well. Just stay where you're at. Make your NIL money. You only have, what, one year to play? Yeah, he's got one year of eligibility left. Yeah. No, that's he skip out or sit out, doesn't he? So he sat out last. So what happened was is he transferred from Marquette after two years being there to Manhattan College. Played one year at Manhattan and had a phenomenal year. He was projected to be... I can't remember what conference the Mac is at whatever Manhattan's in, but he was projected to be the conference player of the year. Well, like the Metro Atlantic. Yeah. And so 30, a month before the season starts, Manhattan fires their coach because they haven't done well. I've met the guy. He's a complete ass and I'm happy. He doesn't have a job there anymore. Um, Fired him. So, in the, under the rules and regulations is if your coach is removed without any warning or anything like that, the players have 30 days to transfer to a new school. If they don't transfer within those 30 days, they stay at that university that they are currently at. Jose Perez took the advantage of that and transferred to West Virginia. And then the NCAA basically said, you have to sit out. He was the only player that transferred last year that had to sit out. Every other player that transferred in the transfer portal was eligible to play. He put in, I think, two or three letters to the NCAA. They were fighting it all the way up until January. And then they were like, well, we've put in a bunch of um, rebuttals and and all this. NCAA is doubling down saying no. So didn't play at all. Was projected if we had, he was able to play, we were projected to be a very, very good team. Um, and then when the whole stuff with Bob Huggins happened, he decided to leave and only a couple of schools looked at him. Gonzaga and Michigan were the top schools to look at him, but it sounds like nothing came to fruition more likely than not. It was the NIL money that he wasn't going to get and just turned his sorry ass around and came back to West Virginia. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes in, in a couple of months when the season opens up. So good. Yeah. We still have like another two more spots left from all the people that have, we have 10 left us. We have 10 players on roster right now. All right. Well, we have room for two more. 
I thought it's 13. We don't have 13 oh, maybe. spots. So I think we might have one okay. or two more spots. But technically, I think you have 15 because you have practice players um, gotcha, gotcha. at that level, too, that don't don't quote unquote dress, but they are on the bench. But they and, don't they're not they don't count for a scholarship, though. No, 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 they do not. Yes. So, so you only have 12 scholarship spots and then the rest are either walk ons or your quote unquote practice player that is on the bench. So pretty much, uh, I think we need to get like one or two more right now because there's nothing available left in America. I know they're looking at people overseas. There's right. this guy that they're looking at who plays in, I want to say, Israel, Perfect. who's been really, really good. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Again, this is a slow time in college athletics because most at this time, our teams are supposed to be set. Yet we're still trying to fill whatever holes we have left so it's in okay. due time you could be like michigan football and john harbaugh's being suspended for four games well <laughs> that's what it is yeah. apparently it's over a cheeseburger is all the things that i've read he bought like a cheeseburger for a recruit and it's a violation you can't do anything for a recruit so yep Uh, why couldn't that happen to us? Just get rid of our football coach. It's been so much better. Kevin's like, no. Now we keep our football coach. No comment. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on uh, to team apparel time. Kevin and Je- Jess actually is rocking some old school stuff tonight, too. Uh, I, I, I love it. Um, so, Jess, start us off. What do you got? Yeah, well, I almost had to borrow um, Ethan's U.S. Women's National Team jersey since he has one and I do not. Um, but I didn't because it's new. So I have my um, training – it's a training shirt from nice. the – So all my jerseys are back in New Hampshire. I realize I have no jerseys, so – it's all yeah. good. Shout out to you being the first guest to participate too, which is very, very exciting. Well, last time, like it's second time around, you learn. Like it's last time true. I did it, this time we, I did. Jess, we've had plenty of people on numerous times, and none of them have learned. Well, it's really not a jersey. Just to like clarify, it is definitely a practice shirt. Um, yeah, but so it, maybe it is team. If I'm back again. I'll I may borrow the jersey. But it go. is. It is a team apparel issue. So we'll take that. That's fantastic. And I can't believe your mom and dad still allow you to keep your jerseys at home and haven't shipped them to you yet and told you to keep them. Oh, I have plans though. It like, oh, I oh. want to take sidebar. I want to take all of my, I have my home jerseys and we did like Project Pink, like cancer games. Oh, cool. I have that from both BU and the Breakers. So Ooh. my my dream is to get them in shadow boxes mm-hmm. um, and have them up because I have – so it's four jerseys. So I have to kind of figure that out. But for so now, it's like they're safe at home. Yeah. Here's the question. Do you have your old Trinity jersey? Did Tino let you keep that? Oh, some – so if I remember correctly, 
and I'll have to check. I think I when I graduated, I have a Trinity jersey. I was number eight. Mm-hmm. I think though that it's not the actual jersey. It was some like random old jersey from storage that they gave me. Oh. If I remember oh. correctly. Oh, that it was sucks. Really- it was like we can't afford to give you the actual one, but here's a dusty one. Uh, so I think that's what I have. The best part about that is, so when it came to lacrosse season, we got brand new jerseys for lacrosse season for the first time, and it looked probably twenty years <laughs> like the old shit that we had. Tino told all the seniors, "Keep your jersey." We're like, okay. "Wait, what?" He goes, "I don't give a fuck about Pat Smith. Don't care about any of these guys." keep the damn jersey we're like all right i know i I got a jersey i just don't think it was my actual game jersey yeah all my other ones though my college and and pro are the game jerseys i even had for the project pink it was those were up for auction yep to raise money for um cancer research and I like tasked my mom. I was like, "You, I need that jersey." So my mom got in a bidding war against this um, woman who was trying to get the jersey for her daughter. And, no way! And like the woman, like they kept going back and forth. And finally, my mom like figured out who it was and was like, "Hey, how much are you going up to? Because I need to pay a hundred dollars more than that." And then can we just end it? Uh, so my jersey went. For some of the most, it was one of the top sellers, which is hysterical because it went for like as much as the national team players did because my mom got in a bidding war. That's hysterical. A 10-year-old girl, which is brilliant. I did love those games in college though when I worked at ASU in Texas. Like those were the best games because the players would come out afterwards and you'd have all the jerseys like from the night before, like all the pink jerseys laying there and every girl running up and like bidding on it. Like yeah. it was, I loved it. Probably the best thing they've ever done. All right, Kev, who you got? Ooh. What you got? Well, so I was going to have you guys guess who I have because I've been doing that the last couple episodes. So this is my soccer Jersey today. And I want to know if you can figure out the team. That's the Red Bulls from New York. Yeah. That is false. Oh, is it the European one? Oh, is it? no, because that's the. I can't show you the patch because it says the name. That's why I'm covering it. Uh, I know there's one in Europe. I just don't know their name. I didn't know there was one in Europe. I just knew the New York. Something. Yeah. Be- yeah. Who is that? So. This jersey is RB Leipzig from the German League. Ah. So okay. RB stands for, I have it. Uh, red. Yes, it does stand for Red Bulls, but it also stands for uh, Razen Ball Sport, a.k.a. Lawn Ball Sports Leipzig. But hmm. because it's Red Bulls and it was the main sponsor, they used the RB for Red Bull, as you can mm-hmm. see. Um, found it. I wanted to get my soccer uh, jersey collection up. It was on the clearance rack, and I thought, this is really cool. It's a Red Bull on it. And then I could, like, if I ever went to a Red Bulls Arena game over in Harrison, I can still sort of wear this because there's a Red Bull on it. So I figured, you know, I got two kill two birds with one stone. 
Smart, smart move there. Well, I've got what 2013, 2014 uh USA national jersey. No player on it, no nothing. I didn't want to spend the extra forty dollars for a name on the back of it. Still uh, solid. Would that be would that be like the year of like what like Clint Dempsey? And Landon Donovan and all yeah. them. Yeah. 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 Um, where the team was god awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't make it out of the round of 64. Yeah. That was great. Um, but yeah, so got this jersey back in like 2013, 2014. It literally looks like the Rocket Pops from when we were kids having those. Still think that's cones. one of my favorite jerseys, though, truthfully. I don't it's a good one. I won't lie. I like the new ones, the splattered paint look on them all. I love that look that the the women are rocking in this World Cup. That's, that's the jersey Ethan has. Oh, it's, lucky son of a gun. Nice. It is quality. It is. I, it looks better in person. I'll be honest with you. I liked it online. I was like, oh, this is this is sick. When you have it in person, you see the detail. It's it's fire. It's good. Kevin, didn't we see one of those in New York when we were in the city one day? We did. Yeah, we did. It was dope. I w- I also really like um a couple years back when the women won their jersey on the back you can't see it in like a photo but on the back it has all fifty states listed on the back oh that's uh, cool which is really cool well let's get into the meat of this episode and why Jess is here um, yes besides just coming back and having fun with us uh, <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> definitely not definitely not but. Let's talk about the Women's World Cup. It literally started last Thursday um, with New Zealand and Australia playing, both teams winning their first match. And it was New Zealand's first, I think, ever World Cup goal and victory. So hats off to them for that. I watched the end of the Australia-Ireland game. Mm-hmm. Goddamn, Ireland should have won that game. There were so many opportunities for them to come back and win. But, Kevin, have you? I, I want to ask you this question. Have you watched a match yet? Yes. I watched the USA-Vietnam one. Okay. Which I watched USA put in that work. But you mentioned New Zealand. They got their first ever goal and their first ever World Cup history team, World Cup history win. New Zealand got a nice loss to the Philippines uh today 1-0 Philippines first ever goal ever and, and their first ever win in history which is incredible i had the person's name on who scored it something golden uh i'll find the name later but it's her first ever goal she's from america with in which the philippines team does have a lot of uh transplants that who are from america who are playing for the filipino national team you know, we talked about one last week, Isabella Flanagan, who's from Morgantown, West Virginia, and is playing for the uh, Philam national team. So super exciting. I mean, me as a Filipino, we don't ever we're never we don't do anything athletic unless you're Manny Pacquiao. Let's be real for a second. So hey, the hey, fact hey, that hey, we're you able, got some good NBA players up there. Don't don't I know yeah, Jordan Clarkson and then you know we got Jalen Green, but like it's really, really cool to see like on the national level the Philippines. You know, put in some work. I mean, yes, the last Olympics, we had the Olympic weightlifter who's a gold medal. Cool. But now, you know, in a major sport, playing soccer, I think that's just really inspiring, especially for all of us, young the young kids over there in the Philippines who, you know, 
maybe they want to do sports, but they don't have anybody looked up to. Now you're seeing all these amazing women do work and they have somebody to be a role model for them. So that's exciting for me. All right. I love it, Kevin. I'm just happy you've watched the game. I wasn't sure if you... Oh, no, yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I knew Jess was coming on. So how could I not watch or at least try to tune into the game? I had to be prepared. Um, Kevin, that offsides call, though, on New Zealand's goal was literally an earlobe. Like, that is... Uh, it was so close. Like, that... That broke my heart. I'm not going to lie. But... Yeah. Yeah, it, it is awesome to your point. It's awesome to see like a lot of the new expansion teams, right? Because they just opened mm-hmm. the field up. Like, yeah, they went a from. Lot of, to your point, a lot of these expansion teams are, from what I've noticed, a lot of US like dual citizenship sort of yep. situations, which I think it's great because it gives exposure and it grows a sport. And I think that's amazing. And there is something to be said about seeing like having something to be seen and like dream after. And it's interesting though, to see how those teams are coming together and they're giving some of the big teams a run for their money. It's been really Nigeria versus Canada. Like those sort of teams are, Mm -hmm. they're making everyone work for it. And England barely winning. And that was a horrible way to, for them. Um, God, who did England beat? I gotta look it up now. I can't remember Haiti because the goalie jumped on the penalty. The first rounds are tough. Like Uh, the first round games, there's a lot of like nerves. There's a lot of anxiousness. There's a lot of tactics that you're still trying to sort out. Like you could see it with the U S there's been, I know I'm like jumping into it, but like the number of injuries that have Mm. plagued the top teams, Mm -hmm. like there is not, if you look at the U S line in specific, we don't have a single line that is 100% healthy with our top players. So it's the same for England. Beth Mead's out. You know, you have Netherlands. Their top players are out. Like, it's – it's France is destroyed from, you know, FA and issues, from injuries. So and it's, Spain doesn't it's have – anyone's tournament at this point. Sam Kerr for Australia. She got hurt right now before um it's crazy right now and then spain doesn't have half their players because they don't want to play for their coach at all yeah same with france is having some fa issues they just had a coach change like you can see a lot of if you look at like if you look at the teams and you look at what teams are having fa issues like what issues what what countries are having fa issues and then the injuries, it's you're not surprised to see some teams struggle. But then you also have like Germany looks sharp, Japan looks sharp, Brazil. When, oh, when yeah, Brazil. Coming off the bench, it's crazy. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Italy won two. Yes, the other day. Germany destroyed Morocco, which is just not even fair. What was the uh, final score of that game? Six nothing. Jesus. And Germany is young. It's mm-hmm. not like the Germany is like the United States was two World Cups ago, where it was all young, like yeah. Megan Raponi, Carly Lloyd, Alex Morgan, all Raponi? young. Oh my God. I, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about talk about the USA game here in a second, but you know, 
what are your thoughts so far? Just, I know you kind of mentioned like it's an open field, but what are your thoughts on some of the teams that those new expansion teams? Cause we went from 24 teams and now they're at 32. Yeah. So I, I want one of them to just like go far and I'm not meaning like semifinals. I'm like, I'm talking about just like, get, like get, a get out of group. In. Yeah. Get out of the group. Um, realistic, realistically, how I look at a lot of them is like, as long as they're like the first round, they remained relatively competitive. That's what you want to see. That gives the, that gives justification for expanding the field. Like you don't just want to expand just to allow people to participate. You want to expand and have that high level of competitiveness. And, you know, you, Nigeria, that game was not great, but versus Canada, it was every time I went to go to bed, something crazy happened. Um, so it's, it wasn't necessarily like, it hasn't all been great soccer, but I think that, it's showing different tactics. It's showing these top teams, different looks. And I, I do want to see, you know, Ireland gave us a hard time. Like I, like I want to see some of these teams that have a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of us based players or, you know, that are on these teams. Like you want to see them do well to continue justifying growing the sport and the investment in an expanded world cup because no one benefits if all those expansion teams get blown out. Yeah, I agree. And it looks like as if New Zealand can tie or beat Switzerland, they'll move on. Yeah. That's- I, I want New Zealand do well. Um, they have done a lot of like Australia has a good league. Their players are, there's a lot of them playing over there. Um, I think also, they're a host country. Like you want, you saw what that win meant to them when they won the first round. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there are a few that could go. Pretty like they could make it, but I also think you're looking at a lot of the top teams and scratching your head a bit as to why they came out maybe a little flat. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that and let's talk about our team because. Anyone that watched the USA game, and granted, we're also used to the U.S. being so dominant and not Mm -hmm. the last World Cup that they destroyed Japan in the first 10 minutes. It was 5-0 already. So, and we watched a team that couldn't finish, horrible passing, horrible ball control. Let's be honest. it It was not a USA game that we're so used to. And I'm texting my buddy during it. I'm going, what the heck are we watching? Yeah. Like Morgan was off. She, I don't know how the hell she missed that PK and how it was just that bad. But like, what are your thoughts about the U.S.? I know the injuries and all that can accumulate, but that's happened in the past and we've gotten over it. What are your thoughts on the team so far? You're, I mean, that game to me was, I scratched my head a little bit as well um to your point like i don't think there's ever been a world cup where the playing field is as even as it is right now so like the way i look at it is the european pro leagues have invested in their teams Mm -hmm. debatably at a higher rate than what we have at the nwsl right like 
there's a few teams here that have really invested in their teams, but for the most part, you're seeing a lot of like the Chelsea women, the Arsenal women, the uh, Barcelona women, PSG women. Like, so you're getting these European players are getting access at a level that they haven't been able to have previously. Um, and I think the rest of the world is catching up to us. Um, I think that's great for the sport of football. I think it also is tough for the U.S. watcher that may just really only tune in every four years and tunes in because everyone loves seeing goals. And goals are fun. Like, as a forward, blowout games are the best. We, like, they're awesome. But I think we did. We looked flat. We're if you really like, if you look at the lineup, though, it's kind of crazy. Like we had a player get her first ever start, her second ever cap. And it was at the world cup. Um, You have Julie Ertz coming back from, she's been out. I mean, she gave birth in August. She's been out for two years. Yeah. And she's back and she didn't really miss a beat too much. So I think, I think what you could see was when we made the sub. So when like, Rapino went in when Lavelle went in, you could see a bit more of that clicking and you could see a bit more accurate passes and better ball movement. Um, but yeah, they, they aren't completely cohesive yet. Um, they haven't in the past year, I would say been looking really dangerous in the final third. Um, for some reason, black code just seems to be like, a ta- he's a, tactical mastermind but their final thirds never looked as sharp as it has in the past but um sophia smith is she's a cheat code um i I think she's more dangerous than alex morgan any day of the week and i think that like when you get her playing when you get you know her pairing up with crystal dunn on the outside like when you start getting when they get more in sync, I still think they can open up a game. But yeah, yeah they looked off. Um, the finishing in the final third was really bad. Um, but I think what part of that is nerves? What part of that is time together? Yeah, because you have a lot of players. So this is their first World Cup. I think it's like fourteen players. It's their mm-hmm. first ever World Cup, and then we have one of the youngest rosters, and we mm-hmm. have. We have the youngest player who came off the yeah. bench at 18 years old and like 100 days old, like something like that. Unreal that she's that young and she's playing in the World Cup. Yeah. Um, and you it, could tell when when she went in, it was it was crazy. Like you could tell that she was so overwhelmed. She ran around like crazy, like kind of tripped over the ball a little bit. It's like good, use that game. Um, how I kind of look at it, and what I I've, I've said probably more times is past week is like the world cup you just need to win that mm-hmm. you need to win every game and i think with the netherlands not we're still ahead in goal differential yeah that is where like that's the one thing that we may miss not putting in six seven eight goals is that goal differential but tomorrow's game if we win then goal differential doesn't matter we're on and it's i think there's some of that too of like our best lineup wasn't in. We have a ridiculous amount of injuries, but our benches our benches could field another starting eleven at, in for another country. So there's there's 
opportunity there and you know that none of them felt good after it. Oh no. There's I, I think you know they're all happy they won. But I was listening to another podcast um about straight up about soccer and they're talking about the World Cup. And they go, you know that when they're interviewing Alex Morgan afterwards and she's like, Yeah, great game, blah, 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 blah. She's sitting in the back of her mind going, I should I missed two goals easily. Two oh, yeah. baby goals that especially that PK that's usually drilled into the back of the net and it, it dribbled. It was yeah. very odd to watch. You're going, well, I wonder too. I don't know if you guys noticed, there's a lot of people slipping like across yes. everything. There's uh, like, every yeah, game. I didn't remember. Didn't notice that when I was watching. A, like, I don't know if the turf is just soft right now. If they overwatered it before like the games um because usually they'll water it before and at halftime like i wonder if they're also still dialing in some of that too like the balls to done were going way long that means that the surface is running faster than they're used to so i do think that the more they play the more they're there you know the grasses are different in australia and new zealand than you do get here in the u.s and i think the more time they get there the facilities are beautiful so i think it's just adjusting adjusting to it but yeah it's a it's who is it the refing was weird in that game oh my god they added it was a total of additional time was like almost 20 minutes total and the ref going back and forth is it is it a penalty like i won't lie the rodman when she went down in the in the box it was a very soft soft penalty like the it's girl went it, it is it 100 is a penalty softest penalty i've ever seen but then you have to go review it for five minutes and yeah, then I think they're trying to figure that out right like va var with that technology that shows like i think it I, off, it's it like the, 30 cameras like that are working it's um yeah. The offsides call with that originally was on Alex and you're, and if you go back to normal, no VAR, whatever, it's she's offsides from the point playing void with the naked eye. But then you start seeing the VR and you're like, oh, the player's literally right behind her, mm-hmm. so she wasn't. Okay, that makes sense now. But I agree, it's they have to figure this out because it's taking way too long and making the game just drag out which these are long matches already adding another 10, 15 minutes of stoppage time. It's a lot. The men's world cup dealt with that too. Yes, um, they did. The men, I think it's, it's a FIFA led initiative that, from what I was reading. It's like a FIFA led initiative to have like a more accurate, true time. And the goal of it, I think more with the men's game was to like limit some of the like embellishment of, you know, the tackles and the fouls and the like injuries. Um, I think for the women, you're seeing just a lot of this length due to the refing mm-hmm. and the, you know, in that first game um, against New Zealand, the, other team carried the girl off the field just to get the clock going again. Like it's, it's going to be interesting because the more hundred plus minute games you play downstream, it's going to benefit the teams that have better fitness and the other teams are going to burn out. 
So it's interesting. Kevin, your thoughts, you've been quiet. I'm just trying to learn from the best out here. So I'm just <laughs> absorbing all of the information that Jess is spitting out. So Kevin, my apologies for being quiet. But what was that? Who's your favorite U.S. player? My favorite U.S. player is Megan Rapino. Um, so I love Megan Rapino. She dates uh my favorite, that one of my favorite basketball players ever in Sue Bird. I love her swagger. I loved watching her in um uh that do- the documentary that they did mm-hmm. the LFG. Let's fucking go. Oh, I love. Yeah. Loved her in that. She she's, and she just scores goals like a motherfucker. And then I'm a big fan of Trinity Rodman. So I'm excited to see her, you know, she go looked ahead. Good. What? She, she looked good. Yeah. And she, she's another example. She's not supposed to be starting. No. She's not. Like, that's, that is because there was injury. And I think there's some of that, too, where you look and if you go through every single line lineup that we had, Every, like, your defenders, you had one midfield, you have two forwards, you have one. So right there you're looking at four players that should actually be second or third in the depth chart in that lineup that are starting and playing. And that's what you want to see. Like, Trinity goes out there. She takes people on. Like, you know that she's taking people on just because she knew she could get fouled and get the – crosses off and beat the men line and it's a gutsy way to play and you need to see that from your young guns that's how you get more playing time well yeah. she was she was fun to watch for sure the other night yeah. now tomorrow night will be the is going to be the real test even with the netherlands down yep. their best player it's still the netherlands and it's the team that you beat in the world cup final a couple of years ago you know you have to come in strong against that one the yeah. podcast I was listening to the other day, they were talking about how this USA team just kind of looks a little flat and they go back to the Olympics. They didn't even make it to the golden match. Canada did. And, and they Canada beat the pants off the US in the in the Olympics. So they're like, is there a hangover? What's going on? I think, like you said, Jess, it's all that the young kids in there right now that just have to figure out being connected. And they, they'll get there, you know, but as long as you can win, you got to win one more game or tie one of them and you're, you're fine, but go back a little bit. And with this one for a uh, groupie, cause they play Netherlands, they're tied right now with a win apiece. So mm-hmm. the U S ideally it'd be good if they could definitely win this one. Cause mm-hmm. then I you don't, don't think second, this is not no, the group. Yeah. This is not the group to finish second because if you look at like the downstream effects of that, oh, you yeah. get matched against England. a lot of the. It's a harder road. I don't know how. To, like it's a harder road to get to the finals if you come in second. In, in a group, I guess any not just any group, but like this group specifically. But mm-hmm. like merit to your point, I think Netherlands, Vietnam played a five-four-one. And a lot of the times they actually dropped and were six flat in the back. Yep. I have never seen anything like that. And one of the hardest things to do is play against a team that packs the box like that. So I think what you're going to see in Netherlands is they're going to they're going to come to us and play us toe to toe. They're not going to 
Yes, they will have defensive tactics against us, but they're looking to play us. Vietnam wasn't looking to play us. They were looking to minimize the damage that was done against them. So I think through that lens, the game tomorrow, it's it's going to give the opportunity to play in behind them because there will not be 10 people in a box at right. all times. And yeah, like Kevin, to your point, this game matters. Like you, this is the win, the points. You need the three points. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You need the three points and then you need to win again. You got to beat Portugal uh, to finish this group stage and just go out with the nine points. Mm-hmm. You score a couple extra goals because, granted, it doesn't matter once you get past this round of an goal differential, but mm-hmm. you got to start showing the dominance that we're so used to. And it, it doesn't change the fact that the other teams like Germany, Brazil, Canada, even France isn't looking horrible. They, they've got injuries, but they're okay. England, there's a lot of teams that are out there that could easily go on and win this World Cup. Mm-hmm. So our hope that doesn't happen. We want the USA to win, USA girl women's to win because it'd be the first team to ever win three in a row, and that would give us five world uh, five uh, World Cup victor uh, championships. Mm-hmm. I would like that. I'd like that fifth star to add to a jersey. Granted, right. we have we have the most all time, <laughs> but. Five you want more. I like five. five. And it's, I think it's interesting to me because when you look at it, it's like you, you want to score and you want to win by goals because that gives you confidence. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of what you're playing with, right? It's you're regain, you're trying to give the players confidence. You're trying to give players breaks. If you can get up by a handful of goals, you can start giving your subs breaks, especially in matches that are going really long and, I think this World Cup, more than anything, it's it's all about managing minutes. Every the injuries are it's a absolute nightmare. So it's like the more that you can sub out your players, give them breaks, help their recovery, that's gonna help the teams through. Yeah, I agree. Well, we'll see how it goes because it's. No matter where we go, it's going to be an uphill battle, but it's going to be a fun one to watch for sure. Um, so let's kind of quickly touch on it. Um, any surprises so far, Jess, in your opinion? I've, you've probably watched more than Kevin and I combined. Um, from the sounds of it, you have watched basically every single game or watched all the highlights. Um, but what? any surprises from any teams, even if it's a loss for, for a team or ties, whatever? I mean, Kevin Philippines winning was that was that, fantastic. Perfect way to start my morning. Waking up at three forty-five, and I literally see like I thought it said like halftime, but then I was like, "Oh, that means final." And yeah, yeah. that's a. I think that's a huge, huge surprise. I literally just got the name of that player. Hold on, let me pull it up real quick. Uh da, 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 Philippines. Oh, maybe I didn't. Hold on. Yep. Where did it go? Oh, come on. How you... yes, here we go. From Santa Clara. Uh 
Santa Clara, California. Her name is Serena Bolden. There Scoring that goal, the little the header. I was like, wow. Unbelievable. But that's that's so huge. Cause like uh, you know, you when you were talking about, you know, the schedule, Philippines plays Norway in that group. And just had a great goal to end the game. Yeah. So crazy because who knows what happens when it comes this that that group A group, I'm looking at it, is super, super close right now. Yeah. Three out of the four teams have a win. There's and one draw with Norway and Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And if if the Philippines make it to the second round, I will scream. <laughs> I will yeah, scream. I think like games like that of like some of those teams, like uh, the biggest surprise across the board for me is has been some of these lower ranked teams giving these top ranked teams a run for their money. And whether that's going to be sustainable throughout the tournament, I don't know. Um, that mm-hmm. may be first game adrenaline. That may be a lot of the teams getting surprised by the talent. Um, but I think that's been a surprise. Um, and I think, yeah, that, that's been the biggest because the teams that are looking good right now are not a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. But, right. Yeah. Biggest question, who wins it all? <laughs> wow. What a now, let's base it off of what's been not our feeling of what we want, but like based off of what we've seen so far in the opening week. I thought Germany looked really sharp. Um, they've won before. Mm-hmm. Pop is a different forward. Um, I want to, I'm right now going to say Germany. Okay. Kevin? Who's going to win it all? Yeah. I mean, I still think our country has the best women's players out there. I just feel like they're going to get their shit together and they're going to just get star number five. That's just me, though. I'm going to, I think, watching some of the games I've watched, even though they didn't come out real well, I still think England is one of those foes that they may, they might be down their best player and potentially the best player in the tournament besides the girl from Australia. They could still make that run. Um, Yeah. I still want the U.S., of course, at the end of the day, I'd love for them to get that fifth star and hoist that trophy one more time. But it's not an easy walk in the park like we're so used to at this point. So it'll be fun. 100% will be a blast to watch the rest of this World Cup. I know I will be up until midnight tomorrow night watching (laughs) the women play. So, um, (laughs) yeah. That's what I've got. Kevin, did we uh did we miss anything? You have anything else to add? We we did miss. Oh uh, so talk about our men's basketball team. Tonight is their first game of our best Virginia alumni team playing in the TBT tournament. And I'm glad to say that in typical West Virginia fashion, almost blew it. Nice. Um so we West Virginia, the target score was 70. They were down 67, 68, 
Shout out to Eric Stevenson, newest member of the team, newest alumni, for going ahead and scoring the go-ahead three-pointer to win the game against the Dubois Dream. And then they will be facing the winners of the Marshall alumni team, heard that, or the University of Pittsburgh alumni team, Zoo Crew. And that will happen tomorrow. So we will see if we can continue this road to, which I found out the finals for this merit is in Philadelphia. Which is close because then maybe if you have a weekend off merit, merit, you drive to me. You and I then drive to Cyrus, who is super close. Cyrus, shout out to Cyrus, fellow guest of the podcast. And we could drive together to this tournament to, to, to the TBT, which would be crazy. All right. Love that for you guys. I'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. But that's the only thing that we missed so far. Just shout out to them for winning and not screwing it up. And yeah. Screwing it up. All right. Well, I do have trivia. This is yeah. fun. So because it's the Women's World Cup, it's women's soccer trivia tonight. Ooh. All right. So when and where was the first ever Women's World Cup played? Oh, wow. I didn't even know this. This is hard. Where and when? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Let me let me make it a little easier. We were alive when the first Women's World Cup was played. Was it Greece? No. When was Greece was after? Yeah, Greece was Greece was like probably the late no, pro- Greece was probably early 2000s, I want to say. Oh, oops. I have no clue. I'm going to go Hold on. Wait, you know what's funny cuz I'm trying to think of like the year, so we're in 2023 and minus four. Hold on. Oh, God. Kevin's said, trying to... Yeah, for for an Asian, Kevin is very, very bad at math. Don't read. <laughs> very bad at math, but very good at taking pictures. You didn't... That did not fall far. You said we were alive, right? Yes, we were alive. Wait, okay. also, this was the Olympics. That wasn't the World Cup. Yes. So you're talking... Wait. You're talking World Cup. So I'm going to go 90, 91. Okay, that's the year. Yes. All 1991 right, was the first World Cup. All right, 91. And let's go. I know where it was. Go ahead, Jess. <laughs> take the second half. I know where it was. Take the second China. half. Yes. So it was, China. it was back when China was unreal. So what happened was, is 1991 was the first Women's World Cup. The only reason it was hosted by China was the year before China had hosted the International Women's Soccer Tournament. So that was the predecessor to the Women's World Cup was that tournament. And because China, I think China won it and they created the World Cup, we're in the process of creating it. They gave China the opportunity to host it. Um, since then, I think China's won two world cups and the U S has won four. Germany's won 
three, I think. Um, so I don't China think. hosted it multiple times, didn't they? I think so. I think they've hosted it two times at least. The U.S. has hosted it once. Um, we all remember that one because we won and she ripped the shirt off. Um, Is that the 99, 99ers, right? Yep. Boom. Sliding. Yeah. The electric slide right down the middle after scoring the goal. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that is the trivia I got tonight. I thought that was a good one. That was good. I can't believe that was a good one. Got the Olympics mixed up, but yes. <laughs> I know that was, and then what? So in two, in three years, we had the men's world cup here. And I think the women's world cup should follow suit or where are they going? And the next world cup for them is. I don't know. Let's see what Google says. It's going to be a 2027, right? Africa. Africa. Mm. Damn. So they'll go back to, they'll probably use all of those venues again that the they had for the Euros when the they hosted the Euros a while oh. ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so we're gonna have to wait a little bit for it to be back in the United States. Yeah. But we'll have the Olympics and they'll play here for the Olympics in LA. That's true. We'll have that. So it's we'll kind of see. it's not the same as a World Cup, but wait, do we get the Olympics back again? Yes. LA. When? LA, LA is hosting the Olympics in like two or three. I think it's two rotations, two more rotations. Like LA will be 2028. Yeah. I. Why do I feel like I don't remember us getting that? Because it was a bid between Boston, New York, mm-hmm. LA, Atlanta, and a few others. Yeah. Bo- yeah. It was between Boston and LA for the US, and then Boston didn't want to do it um, from like the community support. So LA got it. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, then, yeah, it's, it'll probably come back to Salt Lake too for winter eventually too. So, yeah, you, mm. Paris is the next world, uh, next Olympics, which is already a complete debacle. Is that um, next year too? That's next that's twenty twenty four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's and then L A got it because basically the city of Boston was like, yeah, we'll we'll redo all the infrastructure in the towns that all the surrounding towns. Like, ha, no. But my parents did say, Jess, if they had kept their house in Bedford, that they would have rented that house out for the Olympics for people to stay and travel down to Boston. I was like. Y'all would have made a lot of money doing that. And they're like, yeah, but Boston didn't get it. So I don't know if you guys can hear the we have the pressure cookers going off in the kitchen. So sorry if you hear that noise. Oh, you're um, fine. But yeah, if if the games come to Salt Lake, I will my house will be on Airbnb in two seconds. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Like uh, definitely make the money. That's, but it's, I don't think you have to worry. I think it's, um, I don't even know where it is in 2026. It's going to be, 
it's in like Italy and like Milano the, Cortina. Milano. Yeah, Milano and Cortina. And then Brisbane is hosting the Olympic and Paralympic Games in 2032. Nice. Cool. All right, Kevin. It is 930 for us. Do you want to wrap us up? Sure. It is outro time, everyone. So first things first, be on the lookout for the We Out Here series of uh, the New York Liberty in which Mary and I went to see the Liberty game. So keep an eye on that. That is supposed to be coming out probably within the hour, hopefully within the next day or so. So by the time this recording comes out, you have already seen that. I filmed a We Out Here um, this past weekend for a wrestling event in which I didn't get a chance to talk to you about earlier about stuff that we missed. We missed that. We can talk about that off air. So I'll continue this outro. But Jess, appreciate you coming on again. Thank you for your soccer expertise. I love learning from the best out here. So if you want to share any socials that people can follow you at, you can go ahead and share that now. Oh, man. Um, I am on Instagram with the longest handle ever. Which is Jay Lazinski underscore Tamez. So oh, um, I need so a. Big, I know I need I need to kind of work on that, but no, thank you guys for having me. It was it's always fun talking to you guys, and yeah, you guys rock. Thank you. Yes, we appreciate you. So we go ahead. If you want to see us, see our beautiful faces, you'll find us at the YouTube at the Manly Musings podcast. If you're like, nah, bro, I just want to listen to you, you can go ahead and find us at all streaming platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We are on Google Play. We are on Amazon Play. Feel free to follow each of our Instagrams, Merit at Merit underscore P, me at KQuaver624. Follow the podcast Instagram at The Manly Musings Pod. And yeah, we're out here, guys. Peace. (laughs) Peace.